This is the Idea Time Show, Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Hello, how are you doing? This is all about sustainable business model innovation. I'm going to be breaking down what sustainable business model innovation actually means and I'm going to say why it's important. Then we will move on to thinking about, well, how do you get there? What are some good ways of doing it? Because, you know, it's brilliant. I see so many businesses aiming to be more sustainable. And if they had some structure and some prompts and some frameworks to work with, I think we'd all be able to be more sustainable more quickly. So I'm hoping to share some things that will really help you, as well as we'll look at some businesses and what they're doing along the way. Lots and lots to cover and we'll get started by thinking about what exactly sustainable business model innovation is. Well, let's begin with thinking about sustainability itself because sustainability really means doing business either without negatively impacting the environment, community or society as a whole or in ways that help to restore better conditions that existed previously. As a minimum, it's about doing no harm And at best, it's actually about putting back, about leaving the world, leaving society in a better shape than when we found it. Essentially, sustainability tends to address two key areas. Firstly, the effect that the business is having on people. And secondly, the effect that the business has on the environment. And when we talk about sustainable business model innovation, what we are really thinking about is how to organize the business as a whole, how to think about it holistically so that at every touch point we're really optimizing sustainability. Now, of course, it's about doing that in a balance with affordability, the value proposition, customer experience, the quality of the product and service, and so on. But those things don't have to be compromised. In fact, sustainability can be a real competitive advantage. It can help drive cost out the business and help the business be faster, more efficient, and so much more besides, as well as create an even more compelling value proposition for customers. It doesn't have to be an either or, and more and more businesses are finding ways to deliver sustainability and those other business benefits as well. So when we're talking about a business model then, we mean the way the business organizes itself in order to deliver its value proposition to its customers. So let's break that down a bit. A value proposition is the compelling reason why people are going to take the action you want them to take. So the compelling reason why they should buy your product or service or do business with your company or work for your company. You know, it's, this is also important from attracting talent and retaining talent as well as a selling product and services. So it starts with the value proposition at the core. And then what we need to do is make sure that the business around it is set up to deliver that value proposition really well. So thinking about what activities do we need to put in place? What resources do we need? What collaborations or key partnerships do we need to create? 
Uh, what's our relationship with our customers going to be like? Which customers are we targeting? What channels are we using to get to them? And what costs have we got to think about? And how will we make our money in terms of what revenue is going to be coming in? All of those different aspects form the business model, which is there to really drive and support the value proposition of the organization. So when we're talking about sustainable business models, we're talking about organizing that in a way that really optimizes sustainability for, for people and the planet and, and performance. Um, and innovation is about thinking differently to really create some great advantage do things that are challenging the status quo, progressing this current state of the art on things and on all of that so that the world benefits in some way. It could be a tiny way, it could be in a big way or anything in between so that there is some positive, sustainable benefit as a result. When we put those things together then, let's, let's think about that um, all, all wrapped in together. A sustainable business model is a company's plan for making a profit sustainably. So that means protecting people and the environment on the way. And it's about identifying the products or services the business sells, its target customers, and the associated costs, supply and distribution chain, and delivering all of that as sustainably as possible. And sustainable business model innovation is all about creating or reimagining a new and improved plan for making a profit while still, of course, protecting people and the environment. It's about challenging and innovating the products or business services that the business sells and challenging and innovating processes, collaborations and inputs, everything like energy, raw materials, supply chain, setup and more besides. It's about looking after and really restoring people, planet, taking care of performance as well. So people, planet and performance or people, planet, and profit, you might hear that variation as well. When we're thinking about sustainable business model innovation, the place to start is really having a clear vision and making sure that sustainability is absolutely part of a really important core element of your vision, of your strategy. And there's a reason for that. The United Nations have sustainable development goals and you might be familiar with those, you can have a look at those if you just Google UN SDG or United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And in the resources they provide to support with that, they say that organisations have four stages of sustainability. The first stage is compliance, where the organisation is working hard just to achieve the minimum level of compliance at best and, and is sort of barely scraping through. The second level is consistently complying okay, but because the organisation needs to comply rather than because they see any benefit from that compliance. The third stage is around seeing sustainability as a differentiator in the market. So seeing it as competitive advantage and marketing it as such. And the fourth stage and the most developed stage is purpose-led sustainability, where it's actually integrated into the organization's entire purpose to build sustainability through everything it does, all its behaviors, actions, and decision-making. And there is various research such as that by Deloitte in the last couple of years that show that purpose-led businesses do better overall versus simply profit-led businesses. They grow better and more sustainably, they keep customers for longer, they attract more customers, they attract and retain better talent, better staff, and the all-round performance indicators 
are much stronger. So being purpose-led when it comes to sustainability and business in general works all the way around. And the thing is, is that having that sustainability vision uh, will help drive your purpose and your goals. You can set objectives and key results to deliver them and make sure that they are embedded in the day-to-day actions and decisions that everybody in your business is taking on a daily basis. It actually makes that vision and that purpose come alive when you start to operationalize your vision, but you need to have the vision there in the first place. And having a sustainable business model is becoming more and more important. I've already mentioned the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And of course, we've got, you know, really big challenges. Of course, climate change right up there. Customers are demanding more and more that businesses walk the walk. They don't just talk the talk, that they make sustainability commitments and they actually do those. They follow through on those commitments as well. And plenty of research showing that particularly through generations coming up, people want to work for purpose-led companies that have sustainability at their core as well. So people want to work for good organisations and spend those working hours doing good stuff that makes a difference, that it's not all about profit. So having a sustainable business model will help you attract, retain and engage your people as well. I've got a detailed article on sustainable business model innovation that goes into all of this and there are links in there through to some various research and other resources. And you can find that article at bigbangpartnership.co.uk slash sustainable dash business dash model dash innovation. So this is, as, as we've said, becoming increasingly important. Some examples of companies that are making commitments and there are so many you know so many but just to give you a few examples and ideas apple is committing to be 100% carbon neutral for its supply chain and products by 2030 port of tyne commits to becoming net zero by 2030 and an all electric port by 2040 nissan is aiming to eliminate carbon dioxide emissions from all their manufacturing sites around the world by 2050 and switching to all electric equipment. Unilever is partnering with its suppliers to achieve a net zero supply chain by 2039. And although these are larger organisations, it's happening so much in small organisations too. So if you're a small business, please don't think, well, this is just for the big business. That's absolutely not the case. Small businesses drive the economy around the world. It depends where you are, but 90, 95% of businesses are small businesses that really are the engine of the global economy and collectively can make a huge difference. And also small businesses can often move a lot faster and make decisions quicker too. So more and more businesses are stating their intentions and their plans around sustainable business model innovation and what they're doing to get there. And it's important not just to do you know random stuff. I think it's so important to have a plan and have some goals and to really monitor yourself against those goals because you can do bits and pieces and every bit that we do helps. But joining it together and looking at it as a strategic piece for your business really helps you to make more headway. 
I'm sharing uh, now the Adidas pathway to climate neutrality. And Adidas, Adidas, I'm not quite sure how people say it in different ways. Maybe it's Adidas. So Adidas's plan is to become climate neutral across their own operations by 2025. So that's just the bits that of their business that they're in control of. And by 2030, their next target there is a 30% absolute carbon reduction across their entire value chain. So then they're starting to move out of their own business and into the businesses that supply them and so on, achieving climate neutrality by 2050. So you can have a look if you want to dive into what they're saying and how they're doing this and how they're modelling this. There is a plan. It's been independently audited and they've got some, some key actions that sit behind this. But having a roadmap to where you want to get to is really important. And how do you get to that roadmap? What are some of the things that you can think about to help you on your journey? Well, the traditional way of looking at things, the old way of looking at things is the linear economy. And essentially what that means is that we take resources, we make something from them or we do something with them, they get distributed, they get consumed by the customer. And then when it's finished with, a lot of that goes to waste. When I look at so many businesses today, they're still thinking in that linear way and trying to make the linear steps more sustainable. And that's fine. It's better than not taking any action, right? But if we can flip that mindset around into a circular economy mindset, then we can make a much more significant difference with that mindset. And it's really thinking about what's going to happen with our stuff at the end of its life. Now, is it just going to be waste that's going to end up in landfill? Is it going to be chemicals that are going to harm the environment? What's going to happen with our products and services once they're disposed of? And having a circular economy mindset means thinking about that right up front and then designing everything in as far as possible so that as much can be reused, recycled. It can go back into the earth you know, it, it, without doing any harm. It could be composted or whatever. So you're thinking about that from the very beginning and then making sure that everything you do to get that product or service out there, you're doing it with that in mind as well. So there are six R's. Uh, those R's are rethink. Rethink, do we need to use this or not? How could we use it differently? Refuse, actually, do we need it at all? And if we don't, say no. Reduce, just make sure you only use what you need to. Reuse, see if you can double up on something and, and you know get more than one use out of it. Recycle is when we put it back and we do something else with it. And repair is when it's broken, we fix it. So thinking about those six R's as well with your products and services and how you're delivering your business will help prompt you to think of ways that you can be more sustainable and start to capture these ideas. And just building on the Adidas example, Adidas have got something they're calling their three loop strategy and they have a recycled loop. So they've got products that they're making from recycled materials. Some of those products are from ocean plastics. There's a circular loop, which is made to be remade. So products that have multiple life cycles. So there's a running shoe that's going to have several lives and that, that's how it's designed. And there's the regenerative loop, which is what they say is made with nature. 
So it can have multiple lives, multiple uses, and then return to nature without doing any harm. So that's from a product perspective. Another nice example. So Adidas is a business, of course, that is repositioning itself. You know, it's been around for a while and it's putting these practices into its business model. It's innovating its business model, taking an existing model and transforming it into a more sustainable business model. Then we've got more startups, which are designed from the very beginning to have a sustainable business model. So the the business model is part of the startup innovation. And an example of this is Mud Jeans. I don't know if you've heard of Mud Jeans. This is a really interesting business. They take old jeans, they turn them into really beautifully designed, well-crafted new jeans They wash the jeans in a super environmentally friendly way. I didn't realize this, but when jeans are normally washed, there's a special sort of stone washing process to get the denim to look good. It's washed with a pumice stone and the pumice and the water in that process creates a toxic sludge when jeans are made. So mud jeans have actually found a way of using less pumice, doing it completely differently, which uses a lot less water and also much better for the environment all around. So these jeans get taken in, recycled, treated, designed beautifully. And you can also hire jeans. You can lease a pair of jeans for around 10 euros from the MUD website in certain countries. It's not available where I am in the UK, but elsewhere around the world, as well as maybe buying a pair. And I think they're about 100, 120 euros, something like that. And they've thought through absolutely everything. So they're not using pesticides and they have programs on there so that people can learn about sustainable fashion. Lots of very creative things they're doing, but using 92% less water than average jeans. And this is the thing, you know, we need to think about all the resources that are going into our business model. Water is a really important, valuable and limited resource People just turn on the tap in many countries and, you know, take it for granted and just assume it's always going to be there. But, you know, with population growth, climate change and all of those things, there is a finite amount of water to go round and it's going to be becoming more and more precious in more and more countries because of that being a limited resource. We really need to include water and water usage in our business model innovation for sustainability. So I've given you some product stuff there, some trainers and some jeans. Let's talk about some big chunky stuff around infrastructure, construction, you know, big buildings and think about, well, how does this apply there? Well, the Global Infrastructure Hub for Construction Again, using the six R's. So starting off with everything that we build, thinking about how we can refuse and rethink. So replacing finite materials with renewable ones, using green and nature-based solutions in construction, reducing, using less stuff and trying to repurpose stuff that has been used before and use it in different ways. And then when we do need to use something in construction, trying to reuse it, as we've said, repair and refurbish other materials from other projects and recycling and recover to make sure that the damage is limited. And this infused with all of this is digital infrastructure and making sure that that is all sustainable as well. So thinking about how we can use technology to improve 
sustainability, and also making sure that how we do that technology is sustainable as well. Data centers, they produce a lot of heat and they need a lot of cooling. And that can have some really good effects. You know, there's things you can do if if that energy is used and it's used productively. But that needs to be considered as well, because if that energy isn't used, then it's from the heat from the data center, then, then that's a sustainability issue as well. So you can see how start to think through everything, you know, and deconstructing all the things we're doing. To give you some prompts to think about for your own business, there are a couple of archetypes So these are types of sustainability. Think about lower content for products and packaging. Think about lean manufacturing principles where you're eliminating waste. You're stopping, you know, having to redo a lot of work. You're making everything as efficient as you possibly can. And think about low carbon manufacturing. Think about how you can increase the functionality of your products. So they might do more than one thing or they might use less energy or use less paper or whatever it might be. They use less stuff. So the functionality has sustainability built in. And thinking about moving from non-renewable to renewable energy sources, as well as local energy solutions, as an example. So the environment archetype is the first. The second archetype is about socially responsible actions things like consumer education. I mentioned that Mudjeans have an online training program for people interested in moving away from fast fashion and into sustainable fashion and what that means in reality and how to do that practically. Demand management, think about product durability and longevity. Patagonia is a great brand that illustrates this. They make really durable outdoor clothing that's designed to last and they will repair and so on. Marketplaces for secondhand goods like eBay, clothing swaps, those sorts of apps and responsible product distribution and promotion as well. So it's about being socially responsible as well as environmentally responsible. And what I recommend you do is you walk in the shoes of your product or service every single step of the way. Once you've thought about the design of the product or service, then also map what happens to it to get it at every stage out to the customer. An example is, If, for instance, you've got some wood and you're turning it into laminate flooring, you'd think about the material, what type of wood are you using? The next stage is to, you know, you get your wood, it's to plane and edge it, you need to glue it, test it, machine, turn it, sand it, scrape it, stain it, assemble it, package it, ship it, get it out there to the customer. So there's lots and lots of things going on to the piece of wood before it becomes a piece of laminate. If you put yourself in the shoes of the product, as it's going through each of those stages and think, how could each of those steps be more sustainable than they currently are? That will drive out all sorts of opportunities for you to decarbonize your business, to be more sustainable and so on much more quickly in a much more structured way. So make sure you also think about where you're buying from, who you're buying stuff from. Think about transport, think about how you're storing, how you're heating, how you're cooling. Think about circularity, what's going to happen to the product or service at the end of its useful life and really build this in and and work through every single step of your product or service journey and include the surroundings as well. This could be as simple and inexpensive as thinking about energy friendly lighting, how you're heating your building, where light's coming from. There's a site in Denmark the Kallenborg Symbiosis, and 
There are, I think there are about 13 different businesses on the same site and they're reusing each other's resources, which is really, really innovative. And think about biodiversity as well. And maybe there are some simple things you can do on site, but how are you managing your land? Are you making the most of the space that you've got in and outside your building? So think about surroundings. Are there opportunities for you to have water butts for you to use water differently for you to capture some solar energy and and so on and so on you can see that the opportunities to do better are substantial also it's not just about you and your activities in your business think about who you're buying from and ask questions about their sustainability as well work with them to help them become more sustainable and make it a really key part of your criteria in terms of who you select through your procurement processes moving forward. And think about how you ship things. You know, think about using eco-friendly forms of transport and be a bit more creative about how you get things from A to B and also how you package them up. So there's lots to think about here. So hopefully you'll go through those stages. You'll think about every single stage. You'll think about the surrounding, the environments, how things are working who you're working with uh, and all of that. And you have lots of ideas. The thing is, you can do anything you like, but it's usually very difficult to do all of those things all at the same time. So prioritize them. And I suggest you prioritize them by the effort and cost versus the impact they will have. So if something's going to have really high positive impact, make a big difference, a material difference to your sustainability performance, the impact would be high. If the effort and the cost are you know a lot then that would be high so that would be a major project it might be something that you work towards you might need to think through affordability and how you're going to do it and getting funding and the business case to do that maybe in stages whereas i'm sure you'll also find some quick wins some things that are going to have a really good impact and are going to be super quick and easy to do as well there'll be lots and lots of small quick wins if you do all the mapping that i'm suggesting you do across the, the product or service journey and thinking about your supply chain and analysing and looking at what you could do better from your surroundings with also through this circular mindset that I've said. So there's quite a bit there. I hope it's useful. But today the purpose was really to help you think about some structure so that you can create your own sustainable business model and you've got a strategy to get from where you are to being an even more sustainable business thinking about your vision as we said at the beginning and working out which of your business operations are sustainable where you can improve how you can use sustainability as part of your core value proposition working all the way through your value chain getting the the strategy together setting goals and making sure your business activities align with your sustainable goals and having an action plan that you track and commit to and will keep you on course to get to where you want to be from a sustainability point of view, continuously improving. So I hope that's useful. And as always, there are lots more resources and free things over at the Big Bang Partnership website, bigbangpartnership.co.uk slash resources. And don't forget, there's a deep dive article on sustainable business model there in the blog section. And there's lots more on net zero um, tips for, for green innovation and eco innovation and more besides. I hope you enjoyed that. It was good to spend the time with you. Thanks for being here. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show, brought to you by Dr. Joe North. 
Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.